Well, good morning, and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a Vision for You Big Book Study. My name is Kelly S., and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater from Oklahoma. So today's Friday, December 7th, uh, 2018. Today we're reading from the big book, and we are on page 164. We are on the third paragraph, the very last paragraph there at the end of the page, and the fourth sentence is kind of right there in the middle. It says, give freely of what you find. We're going to read through three sentences to the conclusion of the chapter um, and keep you until then. And we're going to comment on those three sentences, read those, and then comment on them. So anyway, our readers today at the 12 Steps, Marion H., 12 Traditions, Janice B., readers of the text, uh, Lauren N., Barbara E., and Jen A. Newcomer greeter will be Deb W., and second hour host will be Chrissy uh, M., and the reference numbers for Thursday, yesterday, December 6, 2018, the 7 a.m. Eastern Time, 12270, 12270, and the 10 a.m. Eastern Time, 12271, 12271. OA Preamble, Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who, through shared experience, strength, and hope, are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We're self-supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. Our sole purpose. OA's fifth tradition states, quote, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers, end quote. At a vision for you big book study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. I will now ask Marion H. to read the 12 steps. Good morning, Marion. Good morning. This is Marion from Boynton Beach, Florida. Grateful to be able to do service. The 12 steps. We admitted we are powerless over food, that our lives had become unmanageable came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity, made a decision to turn our wills and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him, four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves, five, admitted to God, to ourselves, to another human being, the exact nature of our wrongs, six, were entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character, seven, humbly ask him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, made direct amends to such people whenever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. Ten, continue to take, pers- uh, continue to take personal inventory and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. Eleven, Thought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, praying only for the knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. And 12, having had a spiritual awakening as a result of these steps, we try to carry this message to compulsive, 
eaters, overeaters, and to practice these uh, principles in all our care. Once again, thank you very much for letting me do service. I pass. Well, thank you so much for your service, Marion. And next, we will have Janice B. reading the 12 Traditions. Good morning, Janice. Good morning. Thank you very much. This is Janice B. in Vermont, Recovering Compulsive Overeater. One, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends on OA unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is a desire to stop eating compulsively. Four, each group should be autonomous, except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. Six, an OA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise. Least problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA as such ought never be organized, but we may create service boards and committees directly responsible to those they serve. Ten, Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues, hence the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. controversy. Eleven, our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, films, television, and other public media of communication. And twelve, anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. Thank you. Thank you for your service, Janice. So how our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the Big, Books, Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two, or a sentence or two, from the literature. Then stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we are discussing, and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. Our abstinence requirement for moderators is one year and for readers is six months. There is no abstinence requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We are sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, press star one to unmute. Once you're done sharing, let us know about let us know by saying pass, then press star one to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone except the speaker should be muted. Okay, so today we are back in the big book. We're on page 164. We are down there at the last paragraph in the middle of the paragraph where it says, we shall be with you. And we are gonna read through, um, wait a minute, we're at give freely of what you find. And then we're going to finish the rest of the, the chapter there um, and keep you until then. So that's where we're at. Comments on those three sentences. And I will ask Lauren N. to begin reading. Good morning, Lauren. Good you morning. there? Good morning, Kelly. Can you hear me? I can. Glad you're here. 
Okay. Give freely of what you you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit, and you shall surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you until then. Amen. Lauren N. from New York, compulsive overeater and sugar addict. I am so grateful today to be here on this line with you all and to be reading the final three sentences of this chapter. Give freely of what you find. How so true. The only way I can keep this, this wonderful feeling inside, is by giving it away. The only way I can make sure I've learned it so much that I, I can give it... The only way I can really make sure that I know it is by giving it away. You know, they say something about, and I don't know how the quote goes, but it's something about in order to learn something better, you have to teach it. And that's exactly how this works. If you're able to teach this, you can hear what you need to say to yourself. Thank God for that. And trudging the road with the ha- of, of the happy destiny with all of you people on this line, the 350 or so people that I hear every day, that I recognize the voices of, that I am able to feel love me no matter what, How incredible that is. There are 350-some people on this phone line every morning, but there are 4,000-some names on the membership list, and we get to call them regularly. And I am so grateful that I have all of you in my life today because you're the God I don't always see, but I hear. The God with skin, my God with skin. I'm get, I get to hear what I need to hear every morning on this call. Thank you all, and with that, I'll pass. Well, thank you, Lord, for your share. All right, so if you're just joining us, we're on the very end of the page. Give freely of what you find. We're just reading and commenting on those three sentences. Who wants to share? Madam Nancy P. Harry N. Nancy P. Madam Harry N. 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 Harry um, Matt M, Terry N, Lance L, Sandy S, Larry K. Who else did I miss? Janice P, P, 
Katie G. Okay. Right. Craig, yeah. Nancy P. Okay. We're gonna we're gonna start stop there because uh, we've got plenty here. <laughs> um, so here's our lineup for this time. Okay, please remute your phone. I have Matt M, Terry N, Lance L, Sandy S, Larry K, Ginger C, Katie G, Craig F, and Harlan G. So that's a really great lineup. So let's get started. Matt M, you're up. Thank you, Kelly. Can you hear me? I can. Good morning, everyone. This is Matt M. Capulso Ready from Jersey. Um, give freely what you find and join us. We should be with you in a fellowship of the spirit. You should leave me so much as you try to throw a happy destiny. You know what? That's a very beautiful thing to say because I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for a lot of people on the line right now. All the wonderful people I got to meet when I went to the convention over a year ago, uh, last year, and um, I got to meet to put faces instead of the voices I hear every day on the phone. And I realize I'm not alone. This is a WE program. It says in the big book, WE of Alcoholics Anonymous, WE of Overeaters Anonymous, you know. You know, if I, if, I, if, I, if I was meant to do this alone, I would have done it years ago, you know. As someone online says, this program, if, 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 we were, if it was a compulsive overeater, if diets would work, but they don't. You know, and then uh, start paying way places would put out winners, and they don't. You know, I've done it all, short of surgery. And, you know, I've learned that uh, it takes a village to raise a compulsive overeater. And I'm definitely a compulsive overeater of the hopeless variety. And I've learned the hard way that, you know, I have to rely on others. And uh, but there's, there's, there's a difference in that, though. I have to rely on others, but I also have to do the footwork. They can't work my program for me. I have to be able to have the willingness every day. And I have to rely on my higher power to help me the rest of the way. Once I have the willingness, and I won't do the work. He gives me the rest of it every day, and I'm very grateful for all the gifts I've been given in this program. Uh, I, I'm blessed more than you can imagine. I just got a new job yesterday. I just got a brand-new phone, iPhone. I have these things blessed in my life because I'm not spending all my money wasting it on food and spending it on things I don't need. I got everything I possibly need and everything I could possibly want. I'm very grateful just for today. I don't have to go back into the food unless I choose to. And with that, I will pass. Thank you. Thank you, Matt, for your share. And next up is Terry N., followed by Lance L. Good morning, Terry. Good morning, Kelly. This is Terry N. calling from New Jersey. Um, when I heard that last line read, may God bless you, um, I just needed to share because I feel very, very blessed. Um, I have joined you, and it wasn't until I became willing to become entirely abstinent through the gift of desperation to do everything that was laid out in front of me in this, in this book and join this fellowship in this program of recovery. Um, so very grateful. And I do give freely of what I've found. I'd love everyone to have it um, when people... Um, when I get the opportunity, I feel very blessed that I am able to share my experience, strength, and hope only through the grace of God and with his help. And, you know, it talks about the trudging the road of happy destiny. And to me, you know, recently, um, it's been a rough, it's been a rough week, <laughs> a really, really rough week. Um, I had surgery last Tuesday and they took out part of my lung and... <laughs> Um, so it wasn't like a nothing surgery, and I've had really a lot of trouble sleeping. And um, but I am so 
I'm so I'm so loved. I have so many people in my life, so many friends, and I have God. And I have this higher power that I can call on in the middle of the night when I'm crying because I can't sleep. And, you know, not once through any of this was did I ever think about picking up the food. And I can't even describe what a miracle that is. It's just not, it's just not an option. It's not, it doesn't even come to mind because I've been given this, this gift through this program that, you know, I have that neutrality. I, I talk about that all the time because it's still, I'm still in awe of it. And, you know, I can get through life on life's terms regardless of what's going on without picking up the food and reaching out to my fellows and my higher power. And so very grateful for that. So I'll keep coming back. And thanks, everyone, for being there and listening. And I pack. Thank you, Terry. And next up is Lance L. followed by Sandy S. Good morning, Lance. Good morning. This is Lance L., a recovered compulsive overeater from California. Thank you so much for uh, allowing me to speak this morning. Um, give freely of what you find and join us. Uh, you know, I've been giving what I found, you know, whether it's right or wrong, it's, it's exactly what um, is meaningful to me. Um, join us. What am I joining? Well, I'm joining those, those people here on the line that um, are recovered and are um, reaching out to others. You know, we, we, we keep pulling those out of those people out of their, you know, their, their self-made prisons. Um, you know, I, I always think when I read this part, like, how do I think like Bill and how do I act like Bill Wilson? Well, there's two sides of that coin because I have a before and after picture now. You know, it's not a physical picture. It's, it's, a, it's a personality picture. I, uh, how do I think like Bill? Well, well before I was recovered, I, I thought alcoholically. I thought that food was my solution, that I could wipe away all mistakes, all feelings, um, all unwanted thoughts uh, through food, you know, and I, and I had my particular foods that, that I love to do that with that, that worked very, very fast. Um, and how did I act like Bill? Well, I was always trying to figure it out. I tried to figure out how it was that I got into this position once again, you know, and, and, and that's after the, the food wore off because, um, you know, I, I, I don't find solutions that don't work, you know, like food works really well for me, but, but it wore off very, very fast. And, and I would feel despair and hopelessness and I would, I would just be shameful of my actions, you know, but after I found this book and after I worked through the steps very, very quickly, I, the other side of the coin was revealed to me because I think and act like Bill in a totally different fashion today. You know, how do I think like Bill today? Well, the solution is not in uh, anything man-made. It's not in anything that I can put in my body. 
You know, the, the solution is in a spiritual form. And I get that through helping others. And that's where my action is today. You know, I act every morning, first thing in the morning, on sharing on this line. This is my first action in the morning. And w- once I continue doing that, I can freely give to others. You know, I, I can't give Time. something I don't have. So... um I'm going to keep waking up and I'm going to keep coming right here and sharing with you whether or not it's right or wrong. And I pass. Thank you, Lance, for your share. And next up is Sandy S. followed by Larry K. Good morning, Sandy. Hi. I'm Sandy S. Recovered Compulsive Overeater from Asheville and very grateful that I was able to get on the line amidst the cacophony, and I guess that's so representative of life. I want it to be so neat and structured, and it isn't. Let's face it. Uh, We shall be with you in the fellowship of the spirit and the trudging the road of happy destiny. I think the line for me is shall be with you. The real underlying thing for me was with with the compulsive overeating was feeling so disconnected from everything and food was a connection it definitely was uh i definitely am in the type on page i think it is 52 where it talks about those with grave emotional and mental disorders there are those two who suffer from grave emotional and mental disorders but many of them do recover if they have the capacity to be honest you know, we're all different, but I see like different subsets in a way, like I'm bulimic and whatever, but I am definitely mental illness. Grave mental disorders is my number one thing. It came before the compulsive overeating. And yesterday, for whatever reason, I was in it. You know, it's biological. I definitely have that mental illness allergy. I could not get out of it. Honestly, no matter what I did, no matter what 10 steps, And then I spoke with a fellow on the line, and I just told her, you know, really, I laid it out there exactly what I was experiencing. And it was miraculous what she said to me. Because I was beating the crap out of myself for being self-centered. She said to me, you know, Sandy, you're doing your best. Treat yourself like a little baby. Just be gentle with yourself. And... I had just done a pretty thorough 10-step with her. She said, you did a good job. And in that moment, it just broke. The whole self-centered fear prison I was in, it was like a door was open. Like, I really felt God spoke with her. And just for the sake of honesty, it's very difficult for other people on the line, most other people, to deal with mental illness. And I surely can't deal with it in another compulsive overeater. But when there is a person that is loving and kind to me on the phone, it's miraculous because I am a militaristic type and I need to be reminded to be gentle to myself and so grateful for the people I connect with. And with that, I pass. Thank you, Sandy S., for your share. Next up is Larry K., followed by Ginger C. Good morning, Larry. Good morning, Kelly. Thanks for your service. Uh, give give freely of what we give freely of what we find. Here's what I found. I found that following this spiritual life that's embedded in these these twelve steps 
you know, reminds me every day that there are greater callings. There's a, you know, there's higher satisfactions in life than, than constantly looking out for my own self-interest. That's one of the things that I found. And this practical program of action, because it is, it's action. It enables us to develop habits of the heart. We talk about language of the heart. There's habits of the heart that I'm able to follow today. It's, it's, uh, it's absurd. It's it, it, absurd in a good way. It's a great thing. See, for me, there, if there is no higher power, then anything and everything is permitted, whether it's compulsively eating, compulsively, you know, assassinating the character of others in my own mind, or even, you know, impulsively doing things because I was compulsive and impulsive. The eating was impulsive. It wasn't spontaneous. The spending was impulsive. It wasn't spontaneous. And what I have found is accountability to my creator through these steps. There was, there was a time that eating to oblivion felt like the most rational thing in the world to me because I set the rules. I followed the rules of my own choosing and I also set the rules for you in my own mind and sometimes I let you know about it because I can justify anything in my own mind. So I'm gonna set the moral law, the code of conduct for you and for me and it was all according to my committee. There was three of us, me, myself and I. And these steps, I needed to be dethroned I've heard someone say that. I like that. There needed to be a ceremony, if you will, a daily ceremony of dethroning from my perch. And this dethroning process is about the freedom that emerges, you know, from moving from a self-centered existence to a God-centered existence. That's what I found. And here's the good news about that. The program enabled me to grow up a bit, to grow a soul, if you will. And I find that walking in these steps brings us into alignment with God. And I get to stay in, in alignment with God. If I, if, I, if I don't have to deal with step one, why am I on the line here? If I've got all the answers, why am I on the line? I don't have the answers, and I'm glad that I'm reminded of that every day. There's a new sheriff in town, and it's not me. With that, I pass. Thanks. Well, thank you, Larry Kay. And next up, Ginger C., followed by Katie G. Good morning, Ginger. Hi, Kelly. Good morning, and thank you so much for your service. Uh, this is Ginger C., recovered compulsive overeater in Colorado. And I love the word trudge, because that's what we get to do each and every day we trudge. This is not an overnight matter. And we walk slowly and with heavy steps, typically because of exhaustion. And why is there exhaustion? Because we're working it hard. You know, strenuous work, one alcoholic to another. That's what we're trying to do a day at a time, to be of maximum service to this power that we all lack. And we do that because we can advert misery and death for the other person who's still eating and doesn't know that there's a message of hope that you can put the fork down and you can live a pretty happy, joyous, and free life without food. So I'm so grateful, again, that we have this book and that we work it. I don't hear many in other rooms work it like the visionaries do with such purpose and such intense. And we give freely, too. You know, every day, who would you have me be, God, and what would you have me do? Being of service getting out of me and into you. 
But, you know, the book tells me nothing ensures immunity against that bite that's desperate to get back in my mouth. Nothing saves the day. And it's a design for living that works in rough going. And I just found out last night my heart is so heavy because a dear friend in AA is being put on hospice today. He has days left and he's dying. And I got to share with one of his really good friends, work with another because it's going to save you through this trial. And I often hear in the rooms when life gets heavy going, people let go of their sponsees because they don't have the time. I don't have the time not to be working with another person. That's exactly what my disease wants. Isolate me, separate me, and then guess what? I'm picking the fork back up and I'm eating because life has got too many emotional feelings going on and I, get, I need to take the edge off and I know I can get that ease and that effect at once by picking up that bite. So thank God for this vision line and for the intensity and the purpose because we can help that other person today if you're in a fit spiritual condition and God's love is shining bright. And with that, I pass. Thank you, Ginger C. And next up, Katie G., followed by Craig F. Good morning, Katie. Good morning, Kelly. Thanks for your service. Good morning, everyone. Katie G., recovered in Boston. Give freely of what you find. You know, I never gave freely of anything. I gave you what I think you wanted so you would give me what I wanted, and I called it people-pleasing. And what is the truth about people-pleasing? Who is pleased? Me. I'm looking to manipulate you so you give me what I want. And there is such a profound shift between step one and 12 that I don't want anything in return. You know, it is such a privilege, death of self for successful living. It is such a privilege to not talk about KDG for five minutes, 10 minutes, one minute. Um, I mean, I may be, what do they say, I may not be much, but I'm all I think about, and I don't have to live that way today. That is such, that bondage of self cuts me off from God and eating is a step up. The other thing I love about this is um, I have been taught that in capitals that means God, right? So we've got Fellowship of the Spirit and Road of Happy Destiny. There is the Fellowship of the Spirit, and I have been also taught the Spirit of the Fellowship, and I have worshipped at the Spirit of the Fellowship which I love you guys. There's a great spirit among all of us, and yet we all have clay feet. So I, this fellowship of the spirit, which is based in God, which is based in the 12 steps, is the privilege of where I want to stay, right? Fellowship based in you care more about my life than you do necessarily about my feelings, right? Like you're more, you know, as a previous speaker said, you're, you're more... It, you're more concerned with me working this program hard and clearly so that I can continue to live, right? And that, that's what we get to do a day at a time. And yeah, the trudging the road of happy destiny. And, and what have I found? <clears throat> I have found intimacy. I have found God. I have found peace. I have found a book that tells me how to live my life from when I retire at night, and it babysits me every single minute of the day. It does not leave me alone. I cannot ever forget what it was like to be a little girl binging my brains out on my own, or a little girl starving myself and wishing the minutes would pass by. 
I'm not alone. I have an instruction book. And whatever happens, I have a place. I have a seat. We all do. We all have a seat in Overeaters Anonymous. None of us can get kicked out, which for me is a great thing. OA is the first thing I've ever done that I've not dropped out of. That's pretty good. And we get to trudge together. A, a difficult walk, yes, but a walk with purpose. A walk with purpose and meaning. And I'm just so grateful for each and every one of you who walks before me and teaches me that um, how to get myself tethered and to stay tethered to God each day. And that is such a gift. And with that, I pass. Thank you so much, Katie G., for your share. Next up, Craig F., followed by Harlan G. Good morning, my fellow Oki Craig. Hello, fellow Oki Kelly. How are you this morning? Lovely. Glad um, you're here. Lovely. Yes, you're lovely. Thank you. Um, you know, I tell you, I I I like the ninth step promises. Um, I love the tenth and eleventh step promises. But this this these lines that we're reading today really are uh, a twelfth step promise that is uh, uh, phenomenal to me. You know. But like all promises, they come with a caveat. Not all of them, maybe, but with most of them, it seems they come with a caveat. You know, and, and the ninth step promises it's if you're painstaking about this phase of your development. You know, and and here it's uh, give freely of what you find and join us. Uh, in other words, if I am working this twelve step, if I'm if I'm uh, carrying the message and practicing the principles in all my affairs, that then this promise that they'll be with me in the fellowship of the spirit uh, and, and that I'll have a fellowship of the spirit and will, will come true in my life. And, uh, you know, I, I was put in mind of uh, uh, what Dr. Bob said back on uh, any story on page 181 about why he carried the message, you know, that he, he's uh, he does a great, spends a great deal of time passing on the message because one, it was a sense of duty. Two, it's a pleasure. And three, because in doing so, I'm paying my debt to the man who took time to pass it to me. And four, because every time I do it, I take out a little more insurance for myself against a possible slip. And, uh, you know, I, I get those things. I, I, I understand that. Uh, I have a, a, a sense of, of duty, and, and, and it is a pleasure. And I have to pay a debt to... To uh, people like uh, like Kelly that carried the message to me, and people like uh, like my sponsor, who's going to share her in a minute, who who carries the message to me every day. You know, for uh, they don't may, they may not see it as a debt, but I I owe a debt to that because it saved my life, and uh, you know, so uh, I carry the message, and uh, uh, you know, and I get this promise that. Uh, this fellowship of the spirit, you know, it's a spiritual fellowship. In other words, I get to be part of this uh, fellowship of the spirit, and uh, I, I uh, get to to meet a lot of great people on this as I trudge this road of, of happy destiny. Uh, you know, I'm not alone. I'm not. I'm not isolated. I, I'm not uh, just having to deal with. Uh, uh, a bunch of people that care nothing about me or for me or for the world at large, but I'm I'm in a fellowship, a spiritual fellowship where people get it that uh, we we have to have because we we have an additional impetus that we have to have 
this connection with God and with one another. Because if we don't, it, it can kill us. And so and time. that I'll pass. Thank you. Good timing. Thank thank you so much, Craig F for your share. Next up is Harlan G and then we'll be opening it up again. Hey Harlan. Harlan, are you there? Press star one. Can I be heard? You yes, can be I hear you. Yes, you can. We can hear you, Kelly. Okay, well, I'm. is Harlan there? Well, I guess we lost Harlan. Okay, well, here's where we are, in case you're just joining us. Um, we're at the very last paragraph of 164. We're in the middle of that paragraph where it says, Give freely, reading through the rest of the chapter, and keep you until then, and co- keeping comments on those three sentences. Who would like to share? Mary and H. I don't know if you heard me, Raquel from Israel. Barbara. Okay. Here's who I have, and it's a mess. A mess. So, Reva P, Nessa R, Nancy P, Naomi didn't get your initial, and Marion H. And um, Siobhan C. I think that's all we'll do and see how our time goes from there. I'm back. So everybody can... Oh, there's Harlan. Okay, well, we'll start with Harlan. So everybody, okay. please press star one. And we are going to, our lineup is Harlan G, Reva P, Nessa R, Nancy P, Naomi, and Marion H. So please make sure your phone is muted and we'll get started with Harlan. Good morning, Harlan. Thank you very much, Kelly. I, for whatever reason, I was having a lot of trouble unmuting. Thank you for your service. I'm Harlan G. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater in Scottsdale, Arizona. Um, give freely of what you find and join us. I have a built-in forgetter. I have a mental blank spot. I have something in my brain that is given to forget anything and everything about this program that comes to my brain. I also have an ego, and my confusion is equal to what my ego does not want me to see. And so I must give freely of what I find. And when I give freely of what I find, now I can join you because I'm doing what you're doing. Now I'm doing the deal. I'm doing the steps. I'm doing everything I need to do, provided I'm absent. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit. I believed during my whole life that these thoughts that I had about food, these ideas that I had, these behaviors that I had, were secret unto me. That I was the only one who stayed awake the night before the shamrock shakes came out at McDonald's. I believe that I was the only one that got so excited for food that I was in a mental dither over the thought of eating certain things. And then I came in here and I found my Mishagas coming out of your mouth. I could identify with you and you could identify with me. 
I got my head going up and down and up and down by listening to you and through identification, I understood one of the greatest things that a human being can understand, that I am not alone. To know that I'm not alone is a lot to know. To know that I'm supported is a lot to know. To know that I can trudge the road of happy destiny with you and be part of that fellowship of the Spirit and have a higher power that will bolster me through all things, good and bad. There's really nothing good or bad. It's only my ego that makes it so. But to know that I can reach out to you is a lot to know. And when it says, may God bless you and keep you dash until then, I have a God and I have you and you're my God's with skin. And I love each and every one of you because each and every one of you saved my life. And with that, I will pass. Thank you. Thank you so much, Harlan G. Next up, Reva P. followed by Nessa R. Good morning, Reva. Good morning. This is Reva P., grateful, recovered, compulsive overeater in Toronto. You know, it says join us. What am I joining? It's telling me that I'm joining a fellowship of the spirit, not a diet club, not a support group. I'm joining a fellowship of the spirit, which implies I am going to be uh, working on accessing a relationship with a power greater than myself. And I am amazed um, with this particular meeting um, how awesome it is to be part of a fellowship, a group of people striving, seeking, developing this relationship. And how do I develop this relationship You know, I always laughed to myself because I really thought I would sit in a room, meditate for X amount of time, and hey, I've got the relationship, I'm good to go. But I do it by trudging. And the trudging of walking with purpose is so different than I thought it would be. I was working so hard to control outcomes, people, places, things. The trudging is just doing the step work and trusting that there's some power that's going to take care of outcomes. Um, And by trudging, it also implies that I know who I am. I know what I have to do. I have to put the food down and work the steps rigorously. And I'm amazed after all these years um, how much deeper, um, deeper and deeper I go in the steps learning more and more about my defects, my instincts being threatened. And you know what? The power that I access can match that depth and go even further. Um, So I have to know who I am and what will happen if I don't trudge. And how blessed am I that no matter how despairing I am, um, there's people who remind me, Um, This is how you do it. Get back on the beam, do the work, um, and then we get this blessings. And I just love the way he writes it, that we're not alone. As long as I'm willing to do the deal, there's people who, in tandem, we support each other um, to do the work and get that um, power that I could never do things for myself the way um, that power does for me. And with that, I pass. Thank you, Reva P., for your share. Next up, Nessa R., followed by Nancy P. Hey, Nessa. 
Nessa, press star one. Hi, good morning. Can you hear me? I can. Oh, great. Uh, the man with the voice was, uh, was talking to me. Um, good morning. Vision for you. My name is Nessa R. and I am a recovered compulsive overeater in Toronto, Canada. Give freely of what you find. Um, you know, so what did I find? I definitely found something I didn't come looking for. Um, you know, I came looking for weight loss for a thin body, and instead I found recovery. Um, it came uh, with weight loss and a thin body, but it gave me a lot, much, a lot more than that, and that's what I need to give. Um, you know, I've spoken before about uh, the slogan, share it or wear it. Um, when I first came into program, um, the first nine years, I bounced from meeting to meeting to meeting to meeting. And what I found there uh, were people who were sharing their life problems and everything that was going wrong with their lives and the reasons why they needed to eat in order to cope. Um, and I don't, that's not what the, the slogan means, share it or wear it. Um, share it means to share the program of recovery, to share their recovery, to pass it along to others. Um, you know, the, the, the problems um, that I experienced in my life, the challenges that I experienced in my life, I reserved those for my sponsor, but not um, in, a, in a dumping kind of way. Like, I don't dump my life um, issues with my sponsor. Um, I pass them on to her uh, by way of the steps. You know, now it's step 10. But when I was first going through the steps, it's steps one through nine. And that's how I do it in that kind of a structure. And the other um, word that I really love is freely. Freely without demanding anything in return. Um, you know, it means that I help anybody and everybody who asks for my help. I don't, I don't make accountings and considerations of I like this person, I don't like that person, I have something in common, I don't have something in common. You know, whoever, if, if somebody asks me to sponsor them and I have time, I take them, you know, first come, first serve. Uh, somebody calls me and I can answer the call, I answer. And if I cannot, I return the call, you know, without, without judging, um, you know, this person I, I want to be friends with, this person I don't want to be friends with. Uh, it's freely, you know, without expecting anything, without demanding anything in return. And so what I found was an amazing life. And it's funny because I did not come here uh, looking for an amazing life. I just came here looking for an amazing body. Um, and I tell you something, an amazing life is so much better than an amazing body. And uh, with that, I pass. Thank you, Nessa R. Next up is Nancy P., followed by Naomi. Good morning, Nancy. Hi, can I be heard? Yes. Great. Thanks for letting me share. Yeah, this is, I mean, I never read this book as far as um, this chapter. I mean, I, not, not regularly anyways. And um, with such in-depth study, I've come to know this text at a completely different level. I've only been in since last December 1st, and in fact, um, I dialed in when I was on my way in to see my um, doctor for my annual checkup, and I weighed over 200 pounds. And um, um, my appointment was at 9, so I was almost listening to, both, to the two hours. And um, today I'm going back, 
for a year later, or I've seen her a couple of times, but I'm going back a year later, and I was telling somebody on the phone this morning, she's just going to be doing somersaults because, you know, I've lost most of my weight and all of that. You know, that's all the, you know, the, the, that's the icing on the cake, if you'll forgive the metaphor. And, um, but give freely of what you find and join us. Giving freely was not possible for me. I wanted to keep everything for myself. I have an 18-year-old who's still angry at me um, for having another child who's almost 17. And um, my, um, you know, he doesn't, still doesn't understand or didn't understand, and I couldn't explain to him that there was enough love to go around and that he wasn't going to miss out on anything. And, um, and, in, and instead, um, you know, he sort of stews in his own juices. And that was, you know, he's his mother's son. You know, I... All of my fears when I did my fourth step were I'm afraid that I'm not going to get enough. I'm afraid someone's going to take something that I already have. I'm afraid of, you know, just sort of resource not being mine. And um, now I feel like there was a movie a while ago of a guy that could make, you know, millions of dollars if he could only spend quite a lot of money in a short amount of time. And that's how I feel. I feel like I can make, you know, get my recovery a million times better if only I give it away as quickly as possible and as thoroughly as possible. And so I do that. I do what other people have said on the line. I make a ton of phone calls every single day. You know, when I, when I leave my work and I start on the phone and I don't get off until dinner time. And, you know, I sponsor people. I, I reach out. I take a lot of phone calls, you know. And what I've gotten was all of the things, exactly all of the things, that I desperately wished for and never had. I have fellowship. I have friends. I have calm thinking. I have serenity. I have faith. You know, I'm completely different, and every single promise has come completely true for me, in spite of the fact that my life is completely fraught with daily frustrations and some pretty serious problems. I wouldn't trade any of it. I used to think, like someone else was saying, came in for a fabulous body. I had to laugh at that. And I'll wrap up by saying, you know, today I I just came in with a big bag of fear, pain, and rage and me. And, Time. Um, and today I have none of that. And, and I'm so grateful to everybody who's reached out to me. And thank you so much for letting me share. And that'll pass. Thank you, Nancy P. Uh, next up is, Na- is Naomi. I didn't get your last initial, your first initial of your last name. Is there Naomi? Hi, Kelly, can you hear me? Oh, hi, Naomi. Yes. Okay. This is Naomi B., a grateful, recovered, compulsive overeater outside Philadelphia. What jumps out at me this morning is abandon yourself to God. Well, I looked up the word abandon, to leave completely and finally, forsake, utterly, to give up, discontinue, withdraw. Well, that's what I did because I gave up everything about God. I did have a lowercase g God. I certainly did. But abandon yourself to God. Wow. That is amazing. And that's what I had to do. I had to I had to abandon myself because I had to die to self because I was a mess. Just just a huge mess. And here oh this this oh gosh, fellow okay. We, sh- we shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit, and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. Wow. I had that honor two years ago at the first conference that I went to. 
meeting, putting faces with amazing names. It's just unbelievable. It just, I don't know how this happens to me. I really don't. Uh, February 7th, 2011, I waddled into or crawled into my first OA meeting, and I couldn't imagine. My, I remember sitting in the car after the meeting. I'm thinking, how do these people know what I do with the food? How, I mean, how was it? I thought I was the only one on this planet that did this crazy secret eating and all this other crazy that went along with it. But a life, and, and like a life beyond my wildest dreams, hello? I mean, my life considered, can, consisted of, you know, the TV and my binge food from the local store. I, could, I wasn't even working at the time because I just recently had surgery on my hip. But that was my life. And now it's like, how do I, I live? I live in Upper Darby, which is right outside Philadelphia. How do I know people in Scottsdale, Arizona, or, or, Phil, or Florida, or Israel? I mean, how does this happen? Or any of the New England states? How does this happen? I don't even travel. But I pick up this phone every morning. And I work these wonderful steps. And I have a God that loves me, that carries me through to all kinds of crazies. And crazies never stop. But you know what? The food is never, ever the solution. I have a God that is my solution. And when crap happens, because it does, I can pick up the phone and call somebody for some help. And it's just, it's a miracle. It's just a miracle. Thank you so much for allowing me to share, and I pass. Thank you so much, Naomi B. And Marion H., you have two minutes. Marion, press star one. Hi. Hi, this is Marion H. Thank you so much for allowing me to share. Uh, give give freely of what you have and join us. Uh, and I just need to say that I still get nervous. I'm in the rooms a very, very long time, and I still get nervous when I share. So when all else fails, work with another person that's in the big book. I can't keep what I what I did not learn, but I can give away what I so generously was given by my sponsor, and I cannot keep it if I if I do not give it away. I tend to isolate, and that is my that goes hand in hand with the food. Eventually, uh, I'm abstinent, and then I start isolating, and then I go into the food. And I know that that's that's my biggest problem. So I'm working on that, and I'm making phone calls. And because I'm making phone calls, I'm receiving calls, and you can't give away what you don't have, but I could surely give away what I have, and I read my meditation books or whatever I read that day, and then I call somebody up and I give it away, and they're so grateful. So it's it's an absolutely wonderful program. Um, it's changing my life when I'm allowing it, and I, I'm hoping with God's help that I will abandon myself completely and, and allow God to work through me because I deserve this person, even though I'm in the rooms for 40 years, 40-some years, and yo-yoing back and forth, and each time I have my abstinence back, I I hope that I won't give it away, and and with God's help, I know I can, with God's help and my sponsors, and and making phone calls, I know I, you know, doing all the nine tools, uh, working all the nine tools, I know that I could could be recovered eventually, and uh, thank you for letting me share in my past. Thank you, Marion H., for your share, and thank you to all of you who shared. 
Um, and we have wrapped up the uh, end of page 164, so we're going to be continuing to trudge this road of happy destiny Monday, starting all over. So don't forget to join us then. So thank you to everyone who shared. Please join us for a second unrecorded hour of study immediately following closing. The share ID for today, Friday, December 7th, 2018, is 12273. 12273. So we will now close with the reading from the big book on page 164, and you're already there, followed by the serenity prayer. Will Barbara E. please read A Vision for You? Good morning. May I be heard? Yes, you can. Thanks, Barbara. Okay, thank you. What a beautiful book. What a beautiful fellowship. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order. But obviously you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is the great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit, and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you until then.